Hi everybody, Mike Wardrock from Encounter Church here, and thanks so much for tuning into our podcast. Our prayer is that through this podcast, you could have an encounter with Jesus that will change your life. And now get ready for an inspiring message from our teaching team. Well, good morning, everybody. We love uh, singing away to manger at Christmas, don't we? You know? Like, I love, I love it when the kids get up here and they're all, most of them don't know the lyrics and they're just sort of looking at each other vaguely. The other half are kind of trying to spot their parents and then wonder what they should do about it. But the, the thing about Away in a Manger I, I love the most is how often we lie when we sing it, right? Like, it's a beautiful, gentle carol. But the thing about Away in a Manger, we lie every time we sing it. You know where the lie is in, in this Christmas carol, right? Where it says, the cattle are lowing, the baby awakes, but little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes. This is not true. Like, I'm an ordained minister. You can trust my word on this. I believe in Jesus. He is my Lord and Saviour, but he was a baby. And when a giant cow, because the cattle are lowing, is just poetry for a cow is mooing in my face. When the cow moves, the baby cries, okay? It's not a sin. It's inconvenient. That's all. That's all. And if you've ever had any experience of young children, you know Jesus woke up in that moment and he cried, and it's okay. Don't let it ruin your theology. You're fine. The thing about the Christmas story, friends, is sometimes we away in a manger it, right? We, we read it and we can read it like my daughter just read this entire scene in seven verses. And you just quickly move across this story. But there's so much happening between the lines. We get the narrative, we get the story, but we don't get time to dig into the emotions. How are these characters feeling? This is a real event that happened in human history. We don't really know the emotional stakes for people. That's what I want to get into a bit this morning. I want to get into the bits that aren't talked about in the Bible. I want to know, for example, after Mary and Joseph have these angelic visitations and Mary falls pregnant by the Holy Spirit, I know how Mary and Joseph felt. That's in the Bible. What I want to know is what did the mother-in-law think? Like what did Joseph's mum say when they found out Mary was pregnant? He's like, oh, it's okay. It was the Holy Spirit. Like, I, I don't want to know what she said to him. I want to know when they left what she said to her husband. That's the sort of stuff you don't read about in Scripture. I want to know how post having a baby, Joseph convinced Mary to let the shepherds come in and just have a look. Just be like, yeah, yeah, there's these shepherds outside. They stink like wet sheep. They've been traveling for days. There is so much dried sweat on them. Can they just, I know you haven't had your hair done. I know there's no makeup. Is it cool if you just come in and see you right now? Like, to sell that is incredibly difficult. The wise men, I get a little more. They're bringing gold. They're bringing perfume. Okay, you can make allowances. But the shepherds, that is a tough sell. The point is this. We have a tendency to soften what was definitely a raw, real event. We take what was a real event and we just gloss over it. We gloss over the emotions. We gloss over the reality. Because Mary and Joseph had the weight of the world on their shoulders. They had angelic visitations. They were carrying the Messiah, the Saviour of Israel. They had an unexpected pregnancy and a census that forced a nine-month pregnant woman to travel on a donkey to a town in, called Bethlehem. They had a lot going on, and we rarely stop and ask ourselves how they felt. Two physically exhausted, mentally drained young people dealing with grand visions, wrestling with doubt, trying to step out in faith. This is the Christmas story. And into the uncertainty of their world and the strangeness of their situation comes the reality of a baby straight in. 
And that's the thing about babies. They do change everything. They change every part of your situation. Your world gets busier. Your world gets more tired. You have more variables. But that new life not only makes it worthwhile, somehow it makes it better. Somehow in the complexity of having all these balls that were juggling in the air, life gets better. It's incredible. And so Jesus comes into their life and he becomes new life for Joseph and Mary. You can have every prophecy you want. You can have a surprise pregnancy. But when the baby comes, the baby comes and that reality is staring you in the face. What do you do with the baby? Now, I'm sure most of you aren't pregnant like Mary was. Congratulations if you are. Danny, I see you. Congratulations. Amazing. However, in 2020, you may have felt like the rest of us, the same mental, spiritual, and emotional exhaustion, not to mention like a really low-key heat stroke happening right now. You may have felt that combination. You may have been barely, frankly, getting through to today, 11 days to go in the year. And how many of us are counting down to finding a new year? How many? But the problem is, I can't promise 2021 is going to be any better. We've just heard there's a cyclone that's just hit Fiji. There's new COVID hotspots happening in Sydney. We cannot promise life will get easier in 2021. We just can't do that. What we can promise you is that there is peace and renewal for you, for your spirit, if you look to Jesus. He is consistent in and out of this season. There's this beautiful line in Oh Holy Night, which we're playing tonight, that says, a thrill of hope, a weary world rejoices. That is what this world needs right now. We need that hope. We need that rejoicing that only Jesus can bring. I can promise you this. In 2021, Jesus is still the saviour of the world. He still died for your sins. He's still being resurrected from the grave. God is still good in 2021. How you feel, your emotions, your mental health. God is still with you in every one of these situations. Every one of them. I promise you. And even more than that, no matter what you've been through, no matter what you're feeling, Jesus is good news for you. This is what he said himself in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. That's the promise of God. When we stop and come to Jesus, to this baby born at Christmas who becomes the hope of the world, we actually find new life for ourselves. That's what he came to bring you and me, new life for ourselves. A weary world rejoices because we have Jesus to bear our burdens. That doesn't mean we don't have life. That doesn't mean we don't have responsibility. That doesn't mean we don't have situations that crop up. But in the middle of them, Jesus has come and he says, give your troubles to me. I am with you in that. I'm journeying with you in that. And I've died to overcome all of this. Jesus died on a cross to bear those burdens and to set you free from the overwhelming sense of, frankly, anxiety and depression and burnout that has been too much in 2020. Jesus is new life for you this Christmas. Is new life. So as I finish up, I just want to tell you three important things about this. And it's hot, I know, but just bear with me for like 30 seconds. Number one, Jesus came to give you eternal life. This is a concept so big we can barely wrap our heads around it. But it is so important to have a new life with God forever, to reconcile God and humanity and the giant gap between them. Jesus is in that gap. 
The second thing is this, Jesus came to offer you a revived spirit. It's not just about eternal life, it's about life right now. Jesus came to restore and refresh you right now, to help you live what he calls life to the fullest. There is purpose and hope and meaning in life, and that's the third thing. Jesus came to remind you that no matter your age and stage of life, no matter what you have been through, no matter where you've come from, God's not done with you. God is not done with you. As I was praying for you guys this morning and leading up to this service, I just had this picture in my mind of people, you're just tired. But God's here to say, I'm not done with you. It's not just that I want to save you from your sins. It's not even just that I want you to live a great life. I want you to know that I want to work with you and through you because your life has purpose. Your life has meaning. Thanks so much for listening. I pray that you are able to hear from God in a fresh way today. We would love to hear from our listeners. To connect with us or to financially support the work of Encounter, please jump on our website, encounteradelaide.com.au. And if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to jump onto iTunes, Spotify, or your podcast provider and give us a rating and review. Or share this message on your social media accounts and tag us at Encounter Adelaide. God bless. Have an amazing week.